Welcome to Australian Hunger, I'm your host Ben and on this episode I've got an interview with Alithia for their album The Moon Has Fallen, really really cool band, I've seen them a couple of times and just a really interesting experience, something I don't think you can necessarily say for all the bands you can see as much as we may like actually seeing them. So they're a local band, um, actually going on a tour to Europe, really really exciting, you know they are... I think that's the experience as a band you really want to have, um, and maybe also to go to North America as well. On the weekend, I went to see Bear the Mammoth. I interviewed them a little while back about their new album, and I got to see their Melbourne launch show. Really, really exciting stuff. They had some other cool bands, including a band called Lage, which if they ever reply to my email, maybe I might interview them, but that's another issue. And I took a friend who's not necessarily a fan of that type of music. It was interesting because we talked about it and... You know, I'm opinionated, I, I tend to argue about stuff, even if it's not really worth arguing about. But their perspective on it was that it's not as good a live experience if the band is not singing, and to a certain extent not talking to the audience. If you're not singing, you're not necessarily going to have that kind of person who talks to the audience a lot. It just, it just kind of works like that. And the post-rock bands, similar kind of instrumental bands, they tend to keep to themselves a bit on stage. They don't like to band with the crowd. They might say, oh, this is the last song, or hey, we're Bear the Mammoth, all that kind of stuff. But not a great deal of crowd interaction. And it was interesting to me because I have a completely different perspective on I couldn't care less if a band talks to me. Um, if it's a support band, it's always good to know who the hell they are, because sometimes you're not entirely sure. But for the main band, like as long as they say, hey, thanks for coming out, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. It's What really matters is the, the show they play. But my friend has a completely different perspective. Like, it's really important for them to have audience engagement, um, the way they see it and it's kind of fascinating because i do ask a lot of bands like hey when you're doing a show what are you trying to do and there is a big big split between bands some will say oh you know we're we're doing our thing we're trying to have a good time and then there would be other bands that really want a particular response from the audience and now that isn't necessarily to say that they want to engage the audience in that sort of way that my friend is talking about but it is definitely something that is worth thinking about what are you trying to do i don't think you should necessarily say oh we have to engage the audience we have to have a banter with them we have to chat and we have to be some sort of charismatic frontman. that's not every band can be like that because they just aren't you know a lot of bands don't have a charismatic frontman. a lot of bands just don't want to have a charismatic frontman. but i think it is interesting and worthwhile to give a lot of thought about hey like what do you actually want to do a question that john answers in the interview that i have um so as i mentioned the moon has fallen really really good album it's getting a lot of a lot of praise um i think a bunch of people are saying that's gonna be one of the top albums for the year and i tend to agree it's a really really great album so here is alithia the tracks i play during it are diamonds up first then i play the knife in the middle and at the end i have the sun so without further ado alithia So this album, you started a possible campaign about two years ago to get this funded. Um, talk, talk a little bit about what that experience was like. Yeah, well, uh, that was the first time we ever did anything like that. 
and we um, didn't know what to expect from it. We uh, had really just pure intention, and we just knew that we could reciprocate, um, you know, people's faith in us. We've been around for like 10 years, and we've done a lot of, you know, DIY type everything. And, um, yeah, so it just, it was really, um, just a matter of us, just ourselves putting us, just putting it out there, you know, and just, just seeing what it was going to be like. Mm, now the album, um, you went to Greece to do it. Why did you choose the, to go there? Yeah. Originally we were going to go to Turkey, um, because that was like sort of, you know, the Eastern sort of, you know, Western. So that's just that sort of border right there, um, you know, and just the sort of rich history of civilization. But there was a lot of, I think there was some sort of terrorist attack or something like that that happened at the time. And then we thought, what's what's the next best place we could think of? And it was Athens and Greece, you know, because it was just another very historically rich place. And, um, yeah, we just, we ended up there. It just sort of all fell into place as well, like um, the studio and, uh, you know, it's also got a, a, a lot of big prog artists that come from, you know, come out of Greece, you know, since the 60s. You know, like you had bands like, um, uh, you know, like Aphrodite's Child and like that influence was there. And so that, that you know, that old school prog scene was, you know, um, cemented there before we even went. So it just sort of seemed fitting. This is something that's kind of interesting because people, I think, think of the recording part of the album as really mechanical. Like, what does it add to the album to have a location which kind of, I don't know, in, informs you just beyond it just being, you know, a place where you're recording? Yeah, well, that's it's, it's a good question. Like, it, it, it's basically, it really, it's, it's every, it just, puts in your face everything that you're there for. You're there to record an album. You're there to create something. And so when when you when you put yourself out, I think traveling is a really good thing. You always um you because if you get comfortable it, you know, in your sort of daily routine or something like that, you um sort of become a bit robotic and you know what to expect. But when you're in a place where you don't know what to expect you deal with things differently and it's fresh. So your approach to every situation is new. It's you in this different situation. And so you get to see a lot more of yourself and discover yourself when you travel. Mm. So, um, so, so that, that's the sort of influence, you know, it's just, it's just to cement for us that we were, um, there to make an album. And that was, and that was what we've sacrificed for, you know, years and years of our lives just for music. We've sacrificed our lives just to play, to play music, to create music. You know, and, and uh, it was just, it was fitting. You know. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. Now, I think you, you guys kind of really brought it. What you guys, the sound of the band, really to the head in your last album. Like, I think it, you really kind of expressed what you guys kind of going for. How, how does this album differ from the last? Well, I, I, the, the last album I think was, 
uh, a perfect sum up of what we were going through at that time, and it's its own album. We weren't trying to do a better album or, or anything like that. It, that album stands alone as its own entity, you know, like it's its own, it's its own being, and this album stands alone as its own being. So, um, you know, uh, we were different people when we did that album and had different experiences in that album. And uh, we did that one in Hungary, in Budapest. And we were over there for a few months doing it, so we had a lot more time. And um, this one, you know, different people again in the sense of, you know, experience from then and uh, doing it in Greece, you know, over a couple of weeks. So we're really pressed for time. And we're just, just banging it out there. I think Jeffrey and Ewan are new to the band since that album. Am I? Is that correct? Well, Jeffrey uh, wrote and played with us because he recorded the first time with us on that album, and it was sort of the same scenario with Jeffrey because we did The Edge of Time, and then Jeffrey joined after we'd completed that album. Then he came into the band, and so Ewan he joined after the album was complete, so he didn't. He came after we wrote it and recorded it. Then he joined because I got um I got really severely sick last year and I couldn't go on tour and then he jumped in and did the tour and then um you know had a really good chemistry with the band and they had that they felt that connection to make him part of the band so he's now a, a new member so um we haven't written anything with him yet I know it's kind of difficult to talk about your music because it's so varied and so primal in a kind of way but like one thing that really yeah. interests me is i've seen you guys a couple of times live really amazing show really energetic um and kind of experience all of it in its own H- how do you go about capture that in a recording that kind of energy uh, you know, enthusiasm how, how, do, how do you go about converting that to a to a record with a gun to your head you know like I, you gotta you gotta you gotta play it like that you just gotta sing it like you know, and play the note like it's the last thing you're gonna play in your life. And um, I, th- I think for us, there's always been that sort of. Um, originally, Alicia was a punk band, a punk rock band, and our roots, especially like me and Val, like we come from real punk background. And um, and you know, you, you just give it your all. You just give everything you got, and and you don't second guess yourself. And that's all you are, you know. I'm, I'm you. I mean, I'm me. You're you, you know. And and you can do what you can do, and I can do what I can do. And as you just got to have that honesty there, and not not, um, you know, you're there to genuinely make something that, just like that, gets you hear in music. You can hear it when something's real and when it's not, you know. So and and that's one thing that's beautiful about music being able to express a moment in time and just be present, purely present in that moment. And so in recording, you, you know, there, there's times where, all right, it's not happening, just leave it, you know, come back to it later type thing, you know. So when when, when it's happening, it's on, you know. When it's when it's not, it's not. But, you know, when it's on, you, you go for it, you know. <laughs> Record as much as you can to capture it. Mm, that's, definitely. That's, that's how we do it, you know. Between the band, like, yeah. how, how do you guys 
right with the music? How, how does it? Do you have a do you have a process? Do you have an environment? How, how do you? How does that work between all you guys? Um. Well, uh, it's 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 um. It sort of happens naturally. Like I'll um, you know, like uh, you know, Danny comes up with you know some really good um keyboard parts and he'll come up with some songs and then uh you know i'll come up with a song idea and then we'll just we'll we'll come together and you know play it have a jam on it usually jamming and we'll jam on it and then uh we you just i think we've played together and we sort of have that sync where whoever comes up with the the you know like the thing that's undeniable that we can't top or you know, it just feels right. It feels right for the song. Um, it it becomes a song. I think I think the I've always felt the songs are their own entities, and you got to let the song write itself, if that makes sense. And um, I, I did all the melodies, and in that as well, it's it's like I just you, you just hear it. It's just, yeah, just, yeah, just hear it. It just. Um, it's a hard one to try and explain, but you, we just, you can just, you hear it. You hear if it's, if that's the right thing or not, you know, and, and the song comes to life like that. Mm. So there, there's some parts, like for me in the past, I've heard stuff and, you know, I've had riffs and stuff like that that I'll come with and I'll be like, oh, this, you know, this, this, this. And I'll just be so, it would be killing me to the point where it, it has to come out. It just has to come out. You know, it has to be written that way, and uh, it's really stressful because you know the other you're trying to get the other guys to follow that vision, and and they can't see what you can see or hear what you can hear, you know, until it's recorded, and they're like, oh yeah, <laughs> and you'd be like, yeah, you know, that's that's, that's what it was meant to be. Um, you know, it's it's a, it's a process. It's it's a really it's a lot of work. Yeah. But some songs just come straight away. Like I remember, you know, we'll come up with a song and. In one in one rehearsal, you know, we'll have a song ready, and then others just take months and months and months and months. Yeah, and uh, everyone puts in, and it, it's good, you know, because you you sort of get challenged, and um, you know, whatever whatever's meant, it's meant to be, it, it's meant to be. So, yeah, it's a bit that's a bit of a hard one to try and um, Trying yeah. to answer. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, that's right. I think because um, yeah. maybe, maybe this is the wrong word, but like for you guys, it seems to be a very, like, very organic and very spiritual process. A lot of like feeling as opposed to, I don't know, some sort of very um, strict process that's involved in it. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it comes very organically. I think that's, that's, you hit the nail on the head there. There, there is an organic aspect to it because none of us are are proper musicians like we're not trained or anything like that like thou self-taught i'm self-taught uh t-ball self-taught jeff self-taught uh new one who's the newest member he's the only one that knows about theory and and everything like that you know so he's uh you know be interesting writing songs with him in the future because he's got that you know um that discipline there so um yeah, they're uh, f- for us. It's um, yeah, it, it, it just it just comes. I think we've been together for for many years now, and, and 
and sort of um, now I think after this album, everyone knows their strengths and weaknesses. It's pretty solidified, and we just give each other space. You know, so I, I write the melodies and the, the lyrics and the guitar parts, but now Newland's going to be writing guitar parts, and you know, so so it's good. And you know, everyone does their thing. You know, everyone who's in charge of their instrument just comes out and brings the best that they can, and it just comes together. for a little while like most of you pretty tight mm. and I see you guys on stage and you guys kind of like feel like a really cohesive unit even though you were all doing going crazy and doing like weird stuff what, what was that process like with Nguyen to kind of 
bring him into that fold? Yeah, well, I think it's it it, it he's it's still taking time. You know, I think Newen he's um you know he's seems he's very open to growing as as a musician and and not sort of um, uh, sort of sticking to the norm and just um, opening up to new ideas and how to approach music. So it's it just it's it's we're we're just finding that now and on this tour. I think it'll be another experience again. Um, but you know he, he's coming from a good place. He loves music. He's really passionate about it, and um, you know he's he's got that he's got that fire in him where he he wants to put as much as he can into um, performing and, and creating creating music. You know it's a special thing. I think it's I think it's amazing. Um, you know to to go to a, to go and see a band, and you the audience in the band have a connection there they're, they're you sort of you know the, the band's getting lost in the music and the audience is, is getting lost in the music and and it and it creates this this atmosphere that you can't get watching you know tv shows or you know looking at your phone you know it's just something that that's that's uh it's been at the start of civilization music has always been part of the celebration of life you know so um him He's he's receptive to that, and coming in coming into the music with that with that intention to celebrate with us, and you know we're 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 a brotherhood, like we're you know we're trying to create a community within music, and that's what that's what music is about, creating a community. So he's come to join us, and you know like we want to keep getting more people into music, and you know not um, opening up to different genres, and you know it's it's a good thing. Uh, with with the lyrics, yeah. how do you approach them? Yep, yep. The, the lyrics are a lot of it. Um, a lot of it's got to do with my life and my experiences and my perception of reality. I'm always searching for that. What what created me? You know, what what brought me into consciousness in this time, in this place? You know. It could be you could have I could have been born like you know a hundred years ago or something, you know in another part of the world or wherever. But I was born here now, um, you know in, in this, this part of the world. And um, you know so it, it, there's there's a lot about my struggles with life and what I've experienced, and also just that thirst and hunger for understanding what reality is, and it's always changing. Because you know, I'm always changing, so they're very. But a lot of um, the lyrics have a cult and esoteric meaning in them as well. Uh, so I have that in there, so it's a bit, a bit more universal. So people can also feel a personal connection with those lyrics, and and see how they resonate with them and what they get out of it and their interpretation. You know, so it's it's sort of I'm sharing the lyrics as well. I think more on this album. Um, and, and having, having that, that, that again, it's all about having something there for people to explore. And that's, and that's, uh, what I like. I like to explore, you know, cause you find out things about yourself. Uh, you know, you, if anything, you just have an experience, 
you know, if, if something, some emotion is evoked or some thought or anything, that's, that's, that's um, all, all part of the journey. One thing I really like about your lyrics is, like, there'll be certain parts of it which repeat, emphasise in different ways. What, 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 do you, what, what attracts you to that kind of approach to, to singing? Like repetitive lyrics? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, well, it just, it's, I think, it, again, it just, it's something that just feels natural for, for that, that song to be the melody within it. But also that lyric, there's something about it that I may not understand. You know, it's funny because I wrote, I, I intended to write some lines which I felt were about something else, but then I realized they're about myself, you know, in the future. Yeah, so um, it, it's, I think the, the, some of the repetitive stuff, it, it's when you're thinking over something and you're thinking over it and, and you're, you're trying to think why, why is this? why is there an emphasis on this? What's the meaning behind it? And some of it does have meaning. And, you know, again, they're, they're personal meanings to me, but also open for interpretation for other people as well. But there's also the esoteric element of those lyrics as well. If you look into the meaning of, of certain words and phrases and, and things like that, they, they, have, they hold a lot more um, undertones in them as well. One thing that I noticed watching the two video clips for Empress and Diamonds, as well as uh-huh. ju- just the song The Knife, um, like motifs of stabbing um, in those two videos, as well as, you know, just, just the song The Knife. Is that, is that a coincidence or is there a connection between those three things? Uh, I think there was, there, there, there's always an element of um, life and death. And um, you also, as well, in, in the military, they have, um, like, there's a bayonet training. And and that's that's something to look into, you know, the, the bayonet training. Um, so the, it happened it happened with, with those sorts of things, with knives especially and swords, because, again, they've been a part of human history. There's a lot of symbology behind them. And um, they link to war and fighting. And I think as a human race, we're, we're full of war and fighting continually, you know, and, and there's that war within yourself constantly. You're constantly, you know, you, you're your own worst enemy. You know, you can't trust your own mind because your mind even tricks you, you know, like your brain can be addicted to, to stimulants and things that are bad for your body. You know, your hand, you know, can feed you poison, your eyes can 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 make you uh lead you to temptations you know and i think i think especially at with um you know uh, in in this point of time we're seeing in our society how we are and how we're treating each other it's good to be aware of aware of ourselves and how dangerous we can be you know with our words with our thoughts with our intentions so um yeah, I think I think they just sort of it just happened. I don't know knives just ended up coming around at the time of those clips, and uh, when, when we were doing those those video clips, it was a bit, they were very spontaneous. We sort of left it a bit open and there, and um, 
me and Tibor have um, backgrounds in theatre and arts performance and stuff and directing plays and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, just sort of direct, you know, especially the last one had a bit more direction and the other one I used a bit more of that. It just, it just happened. It's just the imagery. It's just, I think it's just a very sort of powerful imagery to have there. Talking a little bit about uh, you playing live, now, this is a question I tend to ask a lot, and I got a lot of interesting answers. We've already sort of touched on it, but when, you, when you're playing a live show, what, what is it you're trying to do? Reach a peak. Yeah, reach reach that peak, you know? You've got to hit that, I think, that natural peak of euphoria. That's that's every live show, is that every rehearsal is that. You know, so it's 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 hitting that peak of euphoria, where where you just you get so much. Um, I always related music to voodoo, you know, and and with with voodoo they would they would go into a trance-like state, and um, you know they'll they'll just go so so intense um, into that moment, into the music where they'll lose themselves, and 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 it's it's that that point where you completely evaporate your everything that is you, your ego, everything that's you evaporates and you just sound, you're just a vibration. You know, you're not your past or your future or your, you know, problems in your life. You're just, you're just a vibration. And, and I think as was relating back to performing to audiences, it's trying to share that with people and, and opening them up a bit more to, you know, you're not, you're not just going there because you're part of a scene or something like that. You're going there to have an experience, you know, because you're alive. You're not going to be alive forever. You can, you know, I, I, I've actually, in the last couple of months, I, I, I've just, I, I saw, um, you know, uh, there was a guy that suicided on the train I was on. Another guy got hit by... Uh, a tram, those sort of coincidental tram things. I was on the the freeway when that guy got um, killed the other week, you know, and, and just these random people, you just die any day, you know, and it, it's good just to have a moment in life where you can just be fully immersed in the experience of living, you know, and, and that's, and that's uh, what, what we, for us personally, we live, you know, we, we do music because it's, one of the points in our existence where we feel the most alive in this experience. And we try and share that. We want to share that with people, you know, and, and have a community where people feel safe. They're in a safe environment. Or we don't want, you know, we don't want people coming to our shows that have bad intentions. We want people coming with good intentions, you know, uh, who, who want to have a good time and, and uh, have a safe environment. That's respectful of people, you know. One one thing that happens at the end of your show um, is like it's not like a song, like it's sort of this uh, like cacophony. Um, Tibor uh, screams into the microphone, and it was really interesting. Is yeah, like, a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah uh, one of my friends' bands used to do that, where it's like a sort of moment of just really intense playing it's not necessarily part of the, like a recorded song or anything how, how did that bit come about in your live shows yeah well it, it's it's sort of funny because it's it's sort of like a ritual 
at the end we have this we, we usually close with that song sacrifice it was on the last album and um and and that, that that just happens i think you know it just it's one of those songs that's ended up being a closer for you know this sort of point of time over the last couple of years for us it's just always felt fitting to close it because i think it fits as a sacrifice you know we've we've done the sacrifice you, you sort of sacrifice your demons or you sacrifice uh you know those that 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 aspect of yourself you know you just you've given a part of yourself for, for that ceremony of playing music you know so i think it's it's sort of just it's that free you know off off uh you know off the rails type type moment and and that's and that's a beautiful thing because it's something special because it's always different every time you know we try and make every show different every time for us you know it's it's good and it's good for the audience because they're not going they're not seeing a polished you know uh, show that then they'll go and you know like a month later they'll come and it'll be the exact same show it'll always be different and something you know it's just that leave it to spontaneous you know just to be spontaneous and have that realness there you know where where it's not planned or anything so yeah. so with like such a high energy show like how how do you guys prepare for it yeah it it just um it, it it just it just happens. It just comes on uh, straight away. It, it's weird. It it you just and I try not to talk much or anything before a show and just keep really quiet. And I think everyone just goes just to be quiet, you know. And they're just doing their thing, and then we just come together and you know we just have a huddle and and we just share a few words that we need to think about in order to connect. And then we go on there, and then you know it's on. It's 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 you 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 just go for it. You just go mm. go for it. You know, mm. it's, yeah, it's like you go into battle. You know, you, you sort of you just you know you just you go in a battle. Uh, that's, that's that's what it is. You know, you you you're, you're fighting yourself. You're trying to you're trying to aim to reach that point where where it's not you anymore. And it's, it's it's all about the music. It's just all about the music. Yeah, that, that's that's all we do. Yeah, we really appreciate just just playing music in the first place, having that opportunity to play, and and not take things too seriously, as well. Yeah. So you've got a, a tour with Shining for planned for Europe. Mm. Uh, you've you've done a couple of European tours in the past, if I'm not mistaken. How, how is it yeah. that kind of experience of you know, lot, doing a lot of shows um, in you know quick succession, uh, the sort of intensive travel. How how is that all experience? Like, what what has sort of kept you going back to that? Oh uh, well, it's always been a every tour has always been a different journey, and again, it's that learning process. We, we've you yeah. learn a lot about each other. You learn a lot about yourself when you're on tour. You have all these experiences. You meet all these people from around the world. And we've done a lot of it, you know, really DIY type stuff where we just end up sleeping in bars. You know, we end up, um, you know, we sort of people coined like the sort of phrase of street dog, you know, because they end up being left on the street sometimes and you're just wandering around in, you know, Eastern Europe and it's just you and dogs on the road. <laughs> That's it, you know, in like four in the morning or something. and you got to wait around or something till you get, yeah, a flight or a, or a train or something, 
um, you know, to your next destination. And it's it's just it's just one of those one of those things. It's always different. And we've really done the hard yards, man. Like, um, you know, when I say hard yards, uh, it's it's in terms of just you know, we're not expecting any luxuries or anything like that, and we just sleep wherever we have we can. You know, take a sleeping bag in your backpack, and, and that's it, type of thing. You know, so you usually crashing people's floors or, you know, um, if you can hostels and stuff like that. And um, you know, it just depends on the timing and the destination, and obviously, you know, with it's in an independent band, so we don't have a lot of money, and 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 we just. You know, sometimes you just got to go without because you can't afford it. You know, you just can't afford it. You just, you know, just you're just going for it any way you can. So I think this tour is totally different now because we're going to be on a nightliner. So we're going to have flat surfaces to sleep on, you know, like beds and stuff. <laughs> and uh, and so um, it's going to be a new experience again. One yeah. thing, one one track that sort of stood out is kind of a, a bit, a bit, a bit sort of separate is the knife. Yeah. 
mentioned the knife before. Yeah. yeah. It's it's short. It's less than three minutes. And it kind of, it lacks some of the, you know, really in, in, uh, in, in energetic flourishes that a lot of songs have. How did that song come about? Yeah, I, I, I came to that song um, a while back. And then I was originally going to do it in Greek. And then it was actually, I think, a few minutes, double the, the amount of time. There was like a whole other a lot of lyrics and stuff like that, that that ended up getting cut out for that final version. Um, so it, it became, it just became like a lot of songs. And then I, I ended up coming, I got really sick and then I ended up coming back and I freestyled the first couple of verses of that um, when, when I got back in because I thought I'd never play music again. And... Yeah, I felt it just it just really captured moments there, and I just did all of the guitars and the, the vocals on there, and it's it's something about it. I think it's just it's nice. I like songs like that. I like to hear songs like that, and um, you know, there's it just uh, it was just ended up being on there. You know, it's just something. It was just that that moment of just stepping back you know, and just exploring that space. Because you can't always be one energy all the time. It just gets boring. You know, you, you, you miss out. You, you stop yourself from missing out on your experiences. So I think if, if you listen, yeah, a lot of the other songs um, in our back catalogue, they're all different in a way. they got that got that sort of style. Um, but yeah, it was just, just a moment in time where we had that, that feeling. It's just got that, that real chilled vibe. A couple of questions about you. Um, you mentioned earlier that you're self-taught a guitar. How did you go about learning guitar on your own? Yeah. Well, um, as, as I said, I originally started Elite here as a punk band and I, I like grunge a lot as well and New Wave. And um, I always thought, you know, I just wanted to learn like three chords and that's it. And just, and just, um, do it like and just play like that, and then and then I just over the years I just just I started. I never wanted to learn music because I didn't want to play like how people play, and I I liked approaching the instrument in a non-conventional way. And I had a friend of mine who's a noise artist, and I remember the first time when I started playing music by myself, I used to go to open mics, and I saw this dude. He was like you know, had this old torch guitar and it was completely out of tune and he had like, I think a distortion pedal or something and he had a screwdriver and he was just like making these crazy sounds with with his guitar and, 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 and a screwdriver and um, and it freaked me out, you know, and I thought, fuck, yeah, this is crazy, you know, and, um, and he sort of had had that idea of, you know, you, you, get a, you get a note or whatever like that and you just completely you know, F it up, he would say, you know, and just, just change it and, and warp it. And it sort of always stuck with me like that, um, having that notion of, of approaching the instrument, you know, by hitting it or, you know, bumping it or, you know, you know slightly sliding your fingers across it or, or just, 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 just getting sounds. It's just about creating a sound out of the instrument. And, um, and, that's, and that's what I always liked about the guitar 
and um, playing it uh, with with effects and stuff, and just just creating sounds, and not necessarily focusing on on um, you know the classic style of playing, but yeah, I just I just did my own thing and I just went with what felt right, and uh, I never felt comfortable about learning covers, and I never felt comfortable about learning music. I just it didn't appeal to me at all. I just liked making my own sounds and doing it what felt natural. So, yeah. Was that kind of idea something that spawned, I don't know, the transformation of Alithia over those years between its founding and kind of the release of the first EP? Yeah, yeah. I remember I saw um, uh, this band, um, Liars, and I remember they had a synth player in there as well. Like they were playing synth and they were playing this like punk sort of style music but with synth in it. And that really inspired me and it sort of broke the boundaries for me and I thought, yep, that's 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 the direction um to go in. And uh it just it just made a lot of sense to sort of um have those elements of of you know synth and and music because again they're they're things that free you up. Yeah, for me it, it felt it, it freed up the style a lot and it's just what, what I gravitated towards, what what I wanted to hear in music. And uh, you know, ultimately I, I loved music growing up as a kid. I loved music. I'd listen to music all the time. And I would always look for songs that really got me, you know, really just got like something about it that just carried me away in the music. And so I've always strived to, to do music that has those peaks, you know, where you can just peek out on listening to music and, and no matter what's going on in your life, you can just come home and, and, and or, you know, put your headphones in and, and listen to a song that can just change your vibration, change your, your, your feeling and uh, take you away somewhere else. And um, that, that's, that's something that always felt natural to do. Well, what about your singing? How have you approached that? Um, how, when did you start? How, how have you approached that? Yeah, well, it's, it's funny because when I started playing music in that, everyone used to put me down all the time, all the time. They always used to put me down. Even like, you know, like my old man, he told me to quit. He's, he's really an amazing musician. And, you know, I, I had a lot of people around me. They they thought I was horrible. I was when I listened back to it. But at the same time, I, I could see what I was trying to do, but I just didn't know how how to do it, you know, but that my intention was there. Like I could hear it in my head, but I couldn't translate it in physical reality. And, um, and with, with, with my singing, the, the feeling was always true, but it's just now overdoing it for so long. I've sort of just developed my own style and, and I can now what I hear in my head, I can put it out physically now. So, um, yeah, but I, was, I was, used to get told all the time I was really terrible. I should not play music. That's re- that's really funny because uh, you've been mm. out posting some of the reviews on Facebook and I've, I've seen some others um, saying that, you know, it's probably one of the best albums of the year. So <laughs> yeah, it's funny how things turn out. Yeah, yeah it is, it is. I, 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 thought, I, th- I thought it was really funny, but, yeah, I remember 
Far out. Yeah, those those if I listen to people uh you know, that that album or this band, you know, wouldn't be doing it now. Wouldn't have existed. So, um but yeah, I just had that drive. I always had that drive. Someone was always telling me to do it, always doing it, you know, someone was always pushing me. And it was just make me it just made me like wanna try harder. You know, it really sort of fired me up a lot. Mm, yeah. la- Not that I, that I wanted to prove people wrong, but just that I just I just felt like I just there was a really strong conviction there to, to do the music. Yeah, I yeah, la- just and keep it about the music. Last last question. Um, you're, you're obviously playing in Europe um, in in November. Do you have any Australian shows planned for any time after that? Um. Yep. There's 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 definitely uh, a tour that's going to be coming out. Um, that's going to be an Australian tour. Um, I don't know how much I can talk about it, but it's it's we we definitely like to tour, and um, you know we we really want to share this album with as many people as we can, and and you know just just get people turned on to to listening to different music, you know, because I, I think there's there's a lot of bands who sort of feel that they have to go into a genre. Or you know, and a style, and 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 uh, you know, then they have to write songs so they can fit into a certain scene or whatever like that. And there's a lot of bands that I think ideally want to just be free and experimental, and that's where prog, you know, we fall in the prog category. That's the only place that they end up being in. So, you know, I'm, I'm always wishing that when we play, other people feel more free to express themselves, and that people feel more open to, to listening to music that they don't hear and, you know, I'm getting off the point there, but, yeah, so I think next year we'll be touring.
that was The Sun by Alethea from their new album, The Moon Has Fallen, released just last week. And during the interview, we also heard The Knife during the middle and Diamonds first up. So before I finish this episode, I want to give a recommendation of an album you should check out. It's by a band called Krieg's Machine, a Polish band, their album Apocalypticists. And before you say no, Apocalypticists is a word. It refers specifically to people who believe in an apocalyptic worldview. That's kind of used in a more traditional sense where religious people believe they have an apocalypsis, or a revelation, and generally about, you know, it could theoretically be about various things, but often it tends to be about how God is going to render his judgment on the world, how he's going to make this world, which appears so wrong, how he's going to make it right. You might actually hear the term if you look into historical Jesus study. Um, one of the perspectives on who the historical Jesus was is that he was an apocalypticist. But I'm, I'm getting way off track. So Krieg Machine, really, really cool band because they're kind of playing this interesting form of black metal where, you know, it has dissonance, it has, you know, heaviness, all that stuff. But, you know, really appropriate given the band I just interviewed, it has a real tribal feel. The the drumming in particular, it has a real tribal feel. I wouldn't say it's groove, it has a groove as such, but I, I did feel, especially listening to the first track, Residual Blight, like I got a real real deja vu for Sepultura Roots, that album, where it's combining extreme forms of metal with a kind of tribal attitude. Now, I'm not sure what as a Polish band they're drawing on, but there's definitely that feel to it. So check it out. Um, really, really cool album. I'm going to come back later this week with an interview with The Ocean. I chatted to them about their new album, which is going to be released on Friday. So thanks to John from Alithia for chatting to me. Thanks for listening, and I hope you join me again soon.